Hello and welcome to another instalment of the Full Force Monthly, brought to you by Hoarder, the collector's app. I am Christopher McLeod, aka Diagnostic80, and in this regular series we get stuck into specific G.I. Joe-related topics every single month. Joining me on this episode is one half of the Articulated Points YouTube channel and my regular co-host on the Full Force Weekly, it's Patrick, not Picard Stewart, and of course the General himself, Justin, Generals Joe's Bell. Okay then, last month and with the recent Glenda reveal as the Tier 2 unlock, we went deep into international waters and looked at characters we would like to see incorporated into the classified series. For this month we thought we would follow on the coattails of SDCC by coming up with very narrative specific San Diego Comic Con exclusives we would like to see in the G.I. Joe Classified series. Throw in another version therapy and you've got yourselves a brand new episode of What Is It Pat? It's the Full Force Monthly. Yay! And Justin's back. How you doing buddy? Doing good. How you guys doing? Good to see you. Yeah not bad. How are you Pat? You good? Yeah, doing doing pretty well. We're already having ourselves a fun time today. <laughs> I really w- we should go into massive detail about what happened, but I should have just been recording it, and it's my fault at the end of the day. <laughs> um, Pat and I were playing an alphabet game, and I got stuck on a toy company alphabet game, and I got stuck on the letter B. Yes. Uh, I won't go into much more detail, but you can imagine the embarrassment that was caused by not realizing that I'm very close and work for another company that begins with a B. For, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, we'll move on quickly and sharply on that one, but it did result in lots of laughter and tears, in actual fact. I was I was crying. Uh, that was funny, though, Pat, wasn't it? I think I don't think we've laughed that much before on the show. I, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't think so. I don't think I have. <laughs> Sorry, Justin. We're just not that funny um, when we're all together. <laughs> That's the problem. Uh, anyway, lots of fun stuff to get stuck into today. I've got the presenters, I've got each of us to pick an SDCC thing. Guys, before we get into that, SDCC was a bit crazy, wasn't it? It was manic. Uh, you know, I I loved it. It's it's a double-edged sword because I, I loved all the reveals and everything they went through. But at the same time, it's, it's a lot of pre-orders coming down the pipe. And uh, I've also been kind of maintaining a little... Uh, section of my website to try to track some of this stuff and like I just got some of them entered and they revealed some other stuff and I just got those entered and then revealed other stuff and it's just it was like a non-stop avalanche all all weekend all, but, um, all classified avalanche confirmed by Justin Bell <laughs> yeah, exactly HasLab only though <laughs> vehicle of that size man you can't do that on the shelves answers all our questions doesn't it <laughs> a, ve- a vehicle of a that vehicle size of that size answers all my questions. holding a dragonfly or a his <laughs> tank <laughs> and it's like Zartan is just looking at it reflecting anyway um what we're talking about yeah what about you Pat was that was it an absolute killer of a an event there's just so much stuff uh you know it's impossible to not love something that is shown and <laughs> true trying to cut back lately so it, it makes it difficult uh to 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 actually cut back you know it, it's sometimes i feel like with with all the reveals and the pre-orders you you feel the the stress of spending the money twice once whenever the pre-order goes up and then once whenever it actually hits so um i don't know some of the stuff is really cool though like uh, I did manage to get in an order for some of the San Diego stuff, and the, the Transformers showed up two days ago, I think. Wow. Like, nice. Fast. That is nuts, isn't it, really? Like, considering you kind of think, yeah. oh, they don't have the product at the show, it's probably going to take months and months before you see it, and then, boink, there it is. Uh, I know that... Yeah, 
the the Super Seven stuff has started to, like been turning up pretty routinely for everyone, hasn't it? It's crazy. Yeah, which is nice. I, I like it whenever there's a short period of time between the pre-order period and the delivery. Yeah, uh, it's just uh, tough whenever there's so much at once. As we're recording this now, it's uh, it's the first day Chuckles has gone live on Hasbro Pulse, and it's actually it's like five after one, and he's still in stock. So I mean, that's, that's uh... crazy. Like I, I had a feeling that they would do like a segment of because in the past it's just been like pulse get it first and then no one gets it after pulse because it's sold out already right and i and i figured they might have done like a separate segment thing but it just seems like they've got a ton and they're just yeah it's just continuing on which is amazing that's, that's really great. good they might have learned their lesson from mindbender because i know there was a lot of people that had missed out on that one still a lot of people in the uk mm. haven't got theirs as well yeah uh, which i've is heard that too mind-blowing yeah. um yeah mind bending mind bending yeah absolutely exactly mind-bending and the serpentor as well um anyway that's that's that that's sdcc we're also going to be talking super seven in the extra so don't worry we will do a bit of super seven in the monthly extra episode right let's get on then with this show Okay then, with SDCC still fresh in our melted brains, we have decided to each come up with a different option for a classified SDCCCCCC exclusive, easy for me to say. Each presenter must reveal their choice, explain the narrative behind their figure or figures, itemise the accessory loadout and describe the elaborate packaging they will be adorned with. No real rules here, just hit us with a good one please and thank you. Okay Justin, who have you decided to go with and why is it hit and run again? <laughs> it is not hit and run. Uh, because, I mean, I already used him for this. We did a show similar to this for deluxe figures, not for STCC necessarily, but deluxe figures. And are, I you gonna, him, so. are you going to call me out on uh, my mistake that I made in the uh, no, message group? I wasn't going to say a thing. You but, should I mean, do. You, you, should you do just now. blew it. So I, the fact that you wanted to do Pythona in her, like, slimy eyeball packaging already done it sets. Yeah, I literally cheating. described exactly what I did on a monthly about four Cheater. months ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're asking us to like spend hours of our of our life coming up with these ideas. You're just going to regurgitate something you've already done. I just see. Just going to throw I, it I back it. up again. There you go. There you go. <laughs> okay, you got you got the hit in. Now carry on. Who's your character in that? Well, um, the character <laughs> I'm choosing. There's a few different reasons I went with him. Um, it, it it's Claymore from the Special Missions Brazil set. Brilliant. And, uh, I've I've got a real uh, appreciation for Claymore for a couple of different reasons. Um, first of all, I think a lot of folks probably know. Because um, I've complained about it endlessly for the entire time that I've been a GI Joe fan, is you know, I, I, where I grew up, there wasn't a whole lot of local Toys R Us, so I didn't even know Special Mission Brazil was a thing until like in the '90s, you know, when uh, James D. Simone released his little guides and um, yeah. those little paper, flimsy paper guides, and I finally figured out that oh wow, that's a whole bunch of figures I didn't realize, and Claymore quickly became sort of a uh, iconic part of that for me because he was the only non -re I mean he was a repaint but he was a new character in that set so I immediately sought him out and and when I got him um I, I was I was blown away because his birthplace is Manchester Vermont which is Amazing. like not far from where I am and yeah. he graduated from Dartmouth College which is literally my hometown so you know, I work for Dartmouth Hitchcock Healthcare you know I work for Dartmouth and he was he graduated from Dartmouth so there was all these personal connections that sort of immediately you know, brought him to life to me and, and made him a character that I really had an affinity for. So not only that, but I thought he also represented a kind of cool 
built-in storyline, so to speak, mm. for Special Missions Brazil, something the Collectors Club kind of leaned into with one of their box sets um, way back in the in the day. Um, and I thought maybe, you know, Hasbro could do something similar. If you know how they're doing with Chuckles, where the San Diego Comic-Con Chuckles plays into a Hascon Crimson Strike set later on, they could do something similar and pull maybe some cool Brazilian exclusive characters, um, some of those Cobra uh, Frankenstein repaints and and so kind of future as, as emily would say we're future proofing this exclusive by making you know allowing him to give call outs for potential future sets so um so the character would be kind of built around the special missions brazil operation where he's got to go into the jungles of brazil uh, i believe claymore's kind of primary military specialty was long-range recon if i remember right um so he would be packaged with a bunch of gear that would kind of lean into that sense that he's going to be out um in the woods on his own for a while um you know a compass maybe a canteen uh obviously you know uh, an assault rifle a weapon a knife uh, binoculars um I, I really like the idea of sort of a sniper rifle i know that's kind of might be taking from low lights gimmick a little bit if we give him this kind of take apart sniper rifle so i could probably give or take that but i would love to to have him come with like a ghillie suit like a big kind of camouflage suit that he could wear so he could conceal himself within the uh surrounding amazon reinforced um more yeah. effectively so that's kind of what i pictured is this loadout that you could look at and see well he's planning on being in the jungle for a long time he's going to be out there and behind enemy lines you know he's got to do whatever he can to survive um and uh and from like a, a color, like from a packaging perspective, first of all, um, my idea was sort of make it, um, and and I know it's it's kind of a it's a gray area because I had the Aztecs in mind when I was coming up with this package design. Technically, the Aztecs were Mexico, not Brazil, but there is still some of that, um, you know, some of that pyramid architecture in Brazil from some of the ancient races that. Um, that were down there around that time earlier. So I, I was going to lean into sort of that stone texture covered in ivy kind of thing where nice. it's like, you know, a secret temple that, you know, Indiana Jones might have discovered where it's just like shrouded in in vines and everything like that. Um, and then, so it would be kind of a, a beige-ish color, beige and brown color um, with, yeah, some really ornate textures around it. And what I thought might be cool is that um, for Clay, the Claymore figure himself, if his pants were like still had that like, yellow and brown tinge, but maybe softer tone to kind of make it look like you camouflage, camouflage. himself yeah, in yeah. with that pyramid. So make those colors kind of more uniform with the packaging and with the figure inside. And obviously, you know, because of what sort of figure it is, it could be tooling that could be later used for Footloose or borrowed from Televiper, because that's what the original, um, the original borrowed some of those pieces from Televiper. So yeah. it wouldn't even require a whole lot of new tooling, which they don't, they're certainly not afraid to do that with, SDCC exclusives. They use a ton of new tooling with Mindbender. They've used a ton of new tooling with Chuckles. So they're not afraid to do that, but um, this could be an avenue where they could you know, borrow some tooling from other figures or take tooling in this and repurpose it for Footloose or whatever, because um, you know, obviously there's the, the head and the helmet. Uh, the helmet, I think they could do some really cool job with and classify with sort of the layered leaves over it and make them some different colors. And, you know, it might be cool to have them come with the Uzi because the original figure kind of came with that Uzi and then, you know, a more long gun to complement it. Um, but, you know, sort of the backpack was kind of what I thought might be the focal point of the set where they could design a backpack in a way that maybe it held every single one of these. You know, there's a spot for the compass. There's a little peg for maybe a set of long range binoculars or something. There's something else that holds his knife. And um, just uh, that could be kind of like what they build the set around is this really 
cool backpack that manages to hold all these various tiny little accessories and can like fold out and you can kind of peel them all out and all that stuff. So that was kind of what I had in mind. Just Claymore, he's got a personal connection to me. He's kind of the doorway into that Brazil storyline that could go in a bunch of other different directions. And you can work in a pretty cool packaging design as well. Didn't you also say that you were going to include a Cobra weapons crate? Yes, yes. Thank you for thank you for catching that. I did forget to mention that. That was another element where the mission in Brazil would involve recovering a piece of Cobra technology, where it would come with like this sort of smaller trunk or footlocker thing, Cobra themed, and it could open up, and there might be like a little maybe missile in there, or a little chunk of a satellite, or an intact satellite, or something. That was going to be another element of what he was going into the jungle to recover or what he was going to be doing recon for. Love it. I love it. Um, right, then first off, Pat, what do you think about Claymore? Would uh, And um, are you going to tell Justin, no, we can't have this? <laughs> no, I like this idea. Uh, it's. I had a very similar experience with Special Mission Brazil. We didn't have Toys R Us around here at the time that this came out. And I can remember a- another collector that was going to meet up with me and you know, he had lived for a while in the UK and was bringing some Action Force stuff. And I can remember him opening up his trunk to get the stuff out. And I just saw this box with wetsuit sitting on top, the Special Mission Brazil wetsuit. And I was like, what is that? And this was like 1990. Wow. I had just not heard of them because they weren't covered very regularly in any sort of magazines. I'd not seen them in Cotswold. It's, they just, uh, they were a surprise to me very, very later on. And so Claymore being the one that they created specifically for the set, he's already kind of special. And so I think that that makes sense to treat him in a special way. And to be honest, I really miss Toys R Us. And, you know, his pants, I'm sure, started as a an homage to... Jeffrey. Jeffrey, yeah. Yeah, so it would be nice to have... Um, it, it treated in a special way. Him and Leatherneck, just giraffe pant team. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey Force. <laughs> uh, amazing. Well, there are some options with the giraffe pants because, you know, Leatherneck had the yellow with, with brown spots as well, but that figure originally was planned to have brown with, like, a yellow pattern added to it. So you can flip-flop what colors those are to fit whatever theme Justin is looking for here. There's a... There's a lot of wiggle room, even even if you're keeping with the draft pants. Definitely. I love I love this idea because, like you say, Claymore is the standout in the set in a sense because it's a different character. So that's the one that gets the SDCC treatment, and then obviously later on you can incorporate a, a similar narrative in the main line with you know mainframe and dial tone thrown in as you know we finally get those figures or whatever and then they get those repaints because you know they're pretty synonymous with those just as much as their regular uh decos i would say that um you know when you look at mainframe he's just as iconic in that tan as he is with the uh in the gray and same with wetsuit wetsuit has got a dope color scheme in that special mission set with that kind of silvery gray yeah. Like it's 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 really nice. And again, um I'm trying to think who else is in that set. Dial tone, right? Yeah, dial tone looks pretty cool as well in that set. Like mm-hmm. it's it like I just could see them 
squeezing out the rest of that special missions brazil narrative elsewhere so yeah that's that's phenomenal mate and interestingly like even though i would consider some of those special mission brazil team members to be pretty important members of gi joe none of them have gotten classified treatment yet so mental. they're all still kind of out there that you know mental we're, we're getting range viper and mole rats and stuff like that before we get leatherneck and wetsuit and which is fine with me i mean i think they've got to save some of those core characters for later on you know they've got to yeah extend the life of the line and not dump everybody from 82 to 86 out right away but alpine airtight uh oh, yeah. life quick lifeline well quick kicks coming at least we know that but yeah, the, yeah. yeah the, but you're right. There, the, 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 there's so many, so many still to do. Repeater, um, Charbroil. I'm getting a little lower down the list now. <laughs> um, recoil, uh, yeah. Ambush. Um, there's load. Lightfoot, Downtown. That light green mail away deep six. I mean, come oh, on. Come on. He's, yeah, definitely. Do no, that's a good shout, mate. I love the idea of the box as well. Kind of, I, I envision it like, like it's kind of like one of those double opening kind of. Uh, lid type scenario so yep. like, like the on the front would have two covers and it would be like vines as one that you take off and then the front of the the brickwork do you know what i mean and then like that would be got, cool so you've got maybe on the front maybe on the brickwork you've got like um like almost indiana jones etched yeah kind of like designs or, or- Maybe the shape of the box could be pyramid shaped. I mean, yeah. that would kind of that would drive collectors crazy because they like having all the uniform stuff. But I mean, Mindbender and Sprinter, they're all different sizes anyway, so it's not that uniform. But yeah, you could do like the step pyramid shape to the box itself and it kind of opens up. That would be pretty neat. To appease those that crowd, keep it square, but have yeah. the, have the um, pyramid raised sticking out a little bit. There so you, you still have the pyramid effect and shape. And then yeah, you open it all. Like, and I'd love the thought of like having one of the the doors having those like vines and stuff. Yeah, that, for that, sure. That clear clears it, and then you open that, and you're like, oh, cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that would be amazing. And I love the thought of a cobra crate as well. Um. You mentioned there that it might be better to do some sort of um trunk, like a more modern military one that's got padding inside it, and is maybe yeah. like a yeah. But either way, it depends what weapon or piece that you're you're dealing with there, doesn't it? But it, yeah. either way, really love it, man. That's a great shout. Um, like Mars on that too, like the Mars logo. Yes. Oh, that'd be great. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Think thinking ahead. Um, right then, Pat. Um, we've had Claymore. Who are you going with for SDCCCCCCC? Um, I started thinking about figures that already would be difficult to fit all of their accessories and gear into just a standard figure. Can I say before you reveal this, this was yeah. one I was com- contemplating before I went with what I went with. So really? I, I love the fact you went with it because it means we can talk about it. So I'm, yeah, I'm double happy on this one. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So the one that I'm going with is one that I really think would be an awesome new figure to make. And that is Fast Draw. Hell Yes. Yeah, and the my my thinking on this uh, actually, J.E. Russell made a custom fast draw, orange fast draw years ago that really uh, plays in a lot to this same idea. If you look at fast draw's file card, a lot more of this will make sense. Uh, what I want him to come with is a lot of removable gear, but I also want to kind of rethink those missile the missile launchers because. The missile launchers that Fast Draw come with are awesome, but part of his problem is that, you know, he gets to fire twice and then he's just done with a battle. Useless. Yeah. Uh, he's, so just got those, to... he's got those little triggers that pretend, right. pretend guns. Pretend. Yeah. And if the Cobras don't know what, what they are, he could be like, don't move. Freeze. 
There's no, the, it bends yeah. over the end of your hand. It's not even doesn't even have a barrel on it. I said freeze. <laughs> right. Uh, so yeah, backpack missile launcher for sure. I want him to have a removable helmet with the visor and the hose, uh, and the remote triggers with hoses. Then I want him to come with options for the missiles. Now, maybe the whole the whole rack on the side is removable, not just having different pods, different missiles in there. But I would like to have the two different types of missiles be the one on each side, and then the other option be a bunch of missiles on each side. Yeah, like the kind of like those multi-launcher type things with multiple spots. Like Salvo's square kind of combo missile launchers, maybe one on each side. It's got like four of them in there or something like that, four or five. Or well, I'm thinking like a cluster because. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Says that it's a he has a Fafner missile system, which is a fire and forget non-tube launched infantry rocket so of gotcha. course of course we all knew that pat we all knew that you didn't need to say yeah. that we all knew that that that's exactly what a fafnir was so it's all good yeah exactly it's not like it's macleod where you don't know what all the individual letters mean <laughs> uh we'll get to that later we'll get to that in the version therapy but carry on pat okay um so yeah i want him to have a couple of different missile options on there because this is a a san diego thing so i'm kind of going all out um and then i thought well maybe the other way of approaching the problem of only having two missiles is to have a robot that acts as a caddy nice a, a robot that just carries extra missiles for him and can follow him around in battle i love that and so i i'm just picturing this missile just or this robot Actually, what I'm picturing is handing this project off to Lenny or somebody <laughs> and then figure out how to make it look cool. Oh, nuts. Yeah. That doesn't fire missiles, just carries them. So, yeah. So, it's he's going to resupply fast draw. And I want it to be a link robot, not one with treads, because we, we have the ones with treads and the missiles on it already with scrap iron. And I think that that's a little bit uh, strange if you have... Um, the, the very similar looking robots. You got to go a different direction with it, and I'm saying go with legs. Would you go with like? Would you go with? Or in your head, are you seeing something that's a little bit bigger than one of those Boston Dynamic dog type robots? Yeah, I kind of am because I, I I'm actually I was picturing the the Boston Dynamics thing, but then I'm like, well, the missiles just along the sides pointing up. You've or got is it yeah an undercarried crate, or is it like a pallet on top, and that's that's almost what I'm leaning toward is maybe almost like a Boston Dynamics thing that has like almost a flatbed to it so that you could put those on there, but then maybe it'd be useful to carry some other things into battle so it looks like a standard robot that just happens to be carrying missiles. Yeah. Yeah, I it could go a lot of different ways, but I am being honest whenever I say hand this to somebody who's an actual designer <laughs> and have them figure it out because they'd make it look a lot cooler than what I'm what I'm getting in my head. Just to say, in the graphics style, I use one of like a crazy-looking thing, like six legs. It's like yeah. Walker, and I think has wheel options as well. But it's like it's more of one of those robots you see in kind of like anime, um, like a, a Tachikoma from Yeah, Ghost in the Ghost Shell. In the shell. Yeah, yeah, that's 100%. exactly what I was thinking. Um, and that and the only, that don't yeah, that's not. I know that's not really where we're going with this, but that was the only image I could uh, find that was like. What, like bigger than the Boston Dynamics dog one and everything. So anyway, that just right, to... but maybe you use that for inspiration. Go that direction anyway. Like I, I'm just picturing some sort of robot. Of course, as they're de designing it, they're also going to have to think about cost. 
and how they're going to fit that in. You know, so it doesn't even have to be like articulated legs or anything. I just want him to have the ability to have more than two missiles <laughs> brought to him yeah. on the battle. Yeah. And then for my story, one of the things that I one of the aspects that I want of the figure is for all that gear to be removable. Because that's kind of a thing with some some of the more bulky gear anyway from uh the six inch line that you can you picture all that padding. Like look at Tripwire, the way that he's coming out. Oh. The padding he has on his torso. You'd have something very large and similar to that, if not just reusing that. Yeah. For Fast Draw's torso. But then it's like, funny you know, how Tripwire has become very prominent in this episode in general. Like he'll be he'll be kind of quite for the forefront of my choice as well for the similar reasons, the secondary reasons. But yeah, well, it's weird that he's massive in this particular set. It's almost like that release kind of helped us decide on okay, yeah, we want to do this now because it's we can setting do this precedent yeah. as so, as something they can do you know yeah with this yeah figure and then multiple different layers on top of it yeah absolutely yeah and and then my my thought is that he's already going to be so bulky the way that they i, I guess i'll just use tripwire as an example but snow serpent's also another example where yeah. they've kind of taken the base figure as what the vintage looked like and added layers to that i'm going the opposite direction with fast draw and saying, okay, let's take all that gear and remove it, and also give him a, a a holster with a pistol. As far as his story goes, is if you read the file card, it says Fastraw thinks of himself as an old west gunfighter. And uh, what I'm getting at by saying that you're removing all of the gear is that once that gear comes off, I would have, I guess it's three additional accessories. There would be the holster, a revolver, and I want it to be a modern revolver. I don't want to go too old west with it. Yeah, six shooter kind of style. Yeah, conflicting uh, design style for him. Uh, so I, I would think a, a a modern revolver inside a holster, a modern holster as well. Uh, and then I'm trying to think of what kind of cowboy hat I want him to have. Oh man, nice. Uh, but I don't want him to go wild bill style right hat, um which is like um you know actually a, a military hat in itself yep i'm gonna go with the man with no name give him that clint eastwood look and so it says on his on his file card he thinks of himself as an old west gunfighter i actually want him to have in the story a moment where it comes down to that where uh he and he and and scrap iron have just been completely you know, firing the missiles back and forth. The tanks are all down, uh, and it's just the two of them Nice. Left. And the gear comes off, and they're staring at each other, and it's time for, in this in, this, in the battlefield. Wow, wow, wow. Yep, it's time for the old... <laughs> That's so awesome, yeah. ...face-off. And it's him versus Scrap Iron. And then Nick, Nick Cage and John Travolta turn up, and they do a face-off as well, right? <laughs> Right, sure, why not? Maybe it's Nick Cage underneath there playing there you, fast. There you go. That's wicked, man. I love it. I love the whole thing. Uh, fast Draw is one of my favorite figures that never really gets any love um, at all. Like, we, he didn't even really get a, a decent run in the modern era, unfortunately. I mean, he got, <clears throat> he got the one figure, but it wasn't great. Do you know what I mean? It was just no. like blowtorch, yeah. basically, wasn't it, again? But, um, you know, like, I think... 
in terms of the vintage figure and what a classified figure could be blow, yeah blown away by that love all the different additions you've thrown in there love the fact there's be a, a caddy robot that we could you know include in the it's basically a figure and pet is what you're talking about but for yeah. for sdcc which is fantastic um what what do you think justin oh i, I love the idea i the, the whole gunslinger like kind of after all the missiles have been spent and just him in scrap iron, that that is fantastic. That's inspired. I really like that a lot. And scrap iron's just um, got a remote control. That's, <laughs> that's no, he comes with a pistol too. He, he, the classified version comes with a pistol. He can make it gun on gun. Uh, um, but yeah, I mean, Fastrow is one of those characters that I think benefits from his specialty, but also suffers from it because it, it, he looks very cool. He's very unusual, very unique. But yeah, once he fires those two missiles, what is he? Some dude running around the battlefield in his big bulky suit. And you can't really, you can't repurpose him in many different areas. Like, that's why I sometimes really gravitate towards, you know, the standard military look like Falcon or Hit and Run or those guys, because you can put them almost anywhere. Yeah. They can serve multiple purposes. But Fast Draw is kind of locked into his his specialty. Funny you should mention those particular characters in a row, because one of my favorite issues of the Action Force Monthly, which then became European Missions, uh, was the last issue, which was the one where Falcon hit and run, fast draw as a tunnel rat. There's a couple of them basically doing a mission, and uh, yep. fast draw takes out two segments of a maggot uh, yes. that, that he kind of and he just takes them straight, straight both out. But like he's utilized in the right way in that one. But it is very yep. much a he is cornered by these two maggot kind of front ends and just takes them both out is really cool yeah. uh, but it's interesting that you mentioned those particular characters and they're yeah, all the that, characters that show up in that, that issue it wasn't on purpose that wasn't on purpose but uh, we can pretend it was we can um, we can but yeah i mean i so i think the idea that you can take that bulky suit off and give him sort of a more minimized look um, underneath is cool because you can use him in more in more ways than just you know, because he's got—he's a qualified soldier. He's not, you know, just a guy that has rockets strapped to his shoulders. He can uh, just a guy he can do other things. Um, so I just—I really like the idea that um, one thing that I enjoy about the six-inch scale and the way Hasbro is doing that is that you know, to a degree, some of the gear can be kind of swapped around a little. Some of it takes a little bit more effort than others, but you could conceivably craft a, a fast draw where you take off the bulky armor and find another tactical vest or something like that and if you're good enough at customizing you can kind of work him into a more um sort of quote-unquote standard military look um and and use him in more different ways you know give him a, a handheld missile launcher instead of his big backpack or whatever um just gives you some more options but yeah fast draw is one of those characters that um you see and you immediately identify yet at the same time um doesn't end up very prolific throughout the mythos because he is kind of cornered into that yeah, one single special pigeonhole. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, that's yeah, totally. Yeah, totally I'm, I'm sorry, Fastro. This particular mission doesn't uh, doesn't require a dude with missiles on his shoulders. So you're surprisingly out. enough, <laughs> um, no, that's it's it's very true. Um, I do. I, I will always love that figure though. That was one of my. Yeah. Oh, was, it's a great there's, figure. There's something so substantial to him, and the features and the missiles flipping and everything. It's just yeah. so good. The visor, yeah, it's it's all dope. You can. There's certain figures you can tell that they went into with the idea. How can we make this fun to play with? And Not cool. necessarily yeah. that it makes sense, but it's really fun to play with. The kids can do stuff with it. And that's one of them, you know, just so much different play play uh, aspects to that single figure. And the fact that it's, you know, it's the same price point as, as any of the other normal figures were back in that day, it's pretty crazy. And I know you said you didn't want the robot to be able to fire necessarily, Pat, or you wanted it to just be a, a carry, kind of caddy robot. But I was just thinking, like, in order to 
you know, make it look pretty cool. You could have the side cluster missiles attached to it in a very aggressive looking way. So it, it, it could fire them if necessary as a backup. And he's got control of both, if that makes sense. So like you kind of almost have it almost as a backup. And then obviously he can switch things out for you if you need it switched out kind of thing. Yeah, I think that if you position them that way, that would make it kind of up to the person buying it, whether they want to imagine it one way or the other. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe even like a just a tiny gun on the yeah robot yeah so that it can get itself where it needs to go without without problems a little old six shooter in a in a holster that it pulls out like and it has a little cowboy hat on it right yeah come on Beautiful. All... Yeah, and then it needs Give to it some have personality like a, it, yeah it, you know what it almost needs to have like a robotic horse look to it maybe oh my god like that's a... genius that is yeah. genius yeah. there you go you just do a boston dynamics horse effectively right yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you've worked. I think we've you make it, it big enough so that fast draw can actually ride, ride it. it. Yes. Uh, that would be amazing. I can't believe we have Bounce, literally like Brave Star and and thirty thirty whatever bouncing into battle on his robot horse. Oh, that'd be beautiful. You could do it. You could actually give it like six legs still. So it's yes, it's a horse, but it's also a mutated horse. Oh my goodness! That terrifying. Yeah, I dude. Yeah. Scrap Iron would pee himself before they ever got to like the showdown phase. It's like this mutant six-legged horse storming into battle. Amazing. Almost making me sad that this isn't a real thing. It is. I know. Fast draw with a blooming horse, robot one. That's nuts. Okay. Um, fantastic choice. And also something that no one's really mentioned yet. But well, they kind of mentioned it, or one of us did. But he would look really good with Wild Bill, almost like as a you know a couple of couple of cowboys, couple of cow sure. lads. Uh, love it. Yeah, I kind of wanted it to be complementary rather than just looking exactly the same. Yeah, you want it. You want it to be a completely different design. Hundred percent. Yeah, and no, I get that. Yeah. And yeah, brilliant. Okay, cool. Two absolute bangers. And I will say that um, I was like I said was definitely on board with Fast Draw because I wanted to do that myself. But I did pull my act put my get my act together um and finally come up with an idea that i thought made some pretty cool sense on this one and uh again tripwire was the i would say one of the the inspirations behind what i wanted to do with this figure to make it even cooler and i've gone with budo now this is another one of those characters that you could probably argue Claymore, Fast Draw, Budo, all very similar in level and exposure in terms of the the brand over the years. You know, not a lot has been utilized with these particular characters. Budo has had a few comic appearances, more so, like in later uh, issues, like there was that special mission in Japan. He's been in the recent uh, Larry Harmer, Real American Hero, IDW series a lot. So, but again, like, you know, we hardly see Fast Draw. Claymore popped up as well, didn't he, in, like, the some of the, like, the kind of image Devil's Due kind of era as well, didn't he, in, like, America's Elite, I want to say. Um, but these are all characters that have definitely no way in hell could be described as core characters. But I went with Budo, and one of the reasons is he is one of those characters that just looks really cool, a bit bonkers. It's kind of, like, on the same kind of level as you crystal balls and your raptors it's like a samurai in the middle of the gi joe battle but it's no different i guess than um you know some of the ninjas that are included in the uh in the line 
Um, but there is still... He almost, like, doesn't fit in any particular bracket, but he's always lumped in with the Arashikagi. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's... He's never... He's not... Doesn't really fit anywhere, technically. Um, but that's kind of why I like him. And obviously, it's a figure I had as a kid. Thought he was amazing. And my idea with this Budo figure is to... Well, for one, I've got the image up of version one right now. But here's my thinking on this. This is SDCC. You could argue the fact that you could repaint this and get him in the main line at some point as well. So I'm thinking we go closer to his international mail-away, the Action Force mail-away kind of deco, which is also very similar, not the same, but very similar to the unreleased Ninja Commandos Budo. Now, all of these things are going to come into together in like, you know, to, you know, mold what this this figure is going to look like. So, I'm thinking you you get the vintage style as the base figure, right? Maybe even sculpted torso rather than secondary for the the the, the vintage style, right? Um you have rather than that kind of orange color we tweak that and we go a little darker red with it. So we've got the teal on the helmet, we've got the teal on the body, and then black pants and like the red armor on the arms. And that will, and maybe even like red, we'll go with red shin pads, and that will become evident in a second. You guys probably, you, the two of you probably know what I'm getting at at the moment in, in keeping the arms and the legs a little bit free and also red. Um, and you probably at home probably understand what I'm getting getting at. But we'll go through the accessory loadout first. So I'm thinking classic removable helmet. Um, very similar, obviously, to the, the one that we know and love from the original figure. Um, obviously, a katana sword, a wakazashi, um, both sheathed. And I'm, I'm guessing, you know, the one that was the red color, the red sword? I would do like a red handle, but a, but a, uh, a silver blade. Because I thought that would be kind of a nice homage to it rather than, you know, doing a whole red blade kind of thing. Um, and then obviously the other one, more ornate, but also very... They're going to have to be quite similar for my future thing. Uh, and of Psy as well. And now the Psy he has is kind of interesting because it doesn't work... It doesn't look like regular size where the, the, the handguard pokes up. In this case, you've got one poking up and one poking down. So it's kind of a really interesting kind of design but again that's I, I would want him to have that because you it feel that's quite synonymous with the character uh, and a backpack so that you can have both swords sheathed and maybe on him maybe even have uh, one of the swords by his side uh, that connects to his belt and maybe the side either sheathed or as it kind of appears on the uh, the image I'm showing at the moment hooked to that um, little kind of point on his belt so th- there could be lots of ways to kind of you know keep all this gear on him in this version of the figure now this is not the this is not all of the, um, this isn't all of it there's more to this and this is where the tripwire technology comes into play so the fact that we've we've now unlocked multiple secondaries as effectively re you know uh, things that you can throw on and off and and make something else and different that's what i'm going with here with budo i'm thinking that we throw in the whole modern design to recreate on this figure. So we get another helmet thrown into the mix, right? More ornate with the big deer antlers and everything. Plus, those antlers on the helmet will double as the sword display. 
I'm not sure if you've ever seen this before, but I was looking through some reference material, and there are uh, stands with that same helmet, with the antlers, that then have the swords resting in those antler spaces. So the, the, the display is the helmet with the swords resting in the antlers. And I'm like, that would be so good, because it would be the display would be the helmet, effectively, right? Um, so that's what I'm thinking, is to bring in this display option. And also, you could do it so that the, the, the secondary is displayed almost like a, uh, a mannequin. Um, or, you know, like the, the gear is resting on the display with all the swords, all ornate, all sexy, so that he can then, you know, it's either there as display kind of dio pieces in the background of a, of a dojo, or it's, you know, he wears it. So that's the other thing. Like, he puts this gear on, the, the new helmet goes on uh, and covers the face up completely. Uh, the secondary over the chest goes over the body, but the arms, because they've already got the red pieces on them and they're black underneath, go with this already. So the fact that we've already got the deco on that original figure means you don't have to have separate arm pieces or anything like that. Um, the, and then, of course, the kind of dress set, or the, you know, the lower, like, I don't know what you call it, but like in um, ancient Rome, it's called uh, the fustanella. But like that, effectively, that the the skirt of the bottom is a secondary as well so you could you could effectively have a skirt a, 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 a like a sleeveless body piece and a helmet and that's all you need like this the this the, the section on the on the body could have those um almost like scarf pieces those kind of bits of material that flow down they could be attached to it already you don't have to go too nuts and have like a separate piece for that you could do if you wanted to but i'm trying to keep costs down here guys come on um, but the fact that the helmet doubles as a sword display, for me, I was like, wow, that, that, I would rather have those elements and than, than like a display stand to carry his gear, if that makes sense. Um, and I've got an image as well of like an ornate display, which they could maybe utilize. Um, and I was thinking the display could be for the full gear or could just be for the helmet and weapons, but I would love to incorporate the the swords resting in the in the antlers of the helmet because I think that would be such a cool visual. Um, I'll send I'll, I'll flash the image up, but I haven't added it to the thing unfortunately for you guys, so you can't see how cool it looks. Um, but I was really blown away when I saw that, and I thought, wow, why have I never, I you know I'd never kind of put that together, but it kind of makes a lot of sense uh, in a, in a, in a way. So that is my Budo figure, and the other thing I um, I would also add is I'd give him multiple head sculpts. So I'd give him one standard head sculpt, maybe with the bandana, like the Ninja Commandos one. Uh, because you don't really... I mean, you do see his um, head under the helmet in the vintage figure, but I, I was thinking it might be overkill to have one with and one without a bandana. And then the other head would be the one with the goatee, slightly different looking, um, or maybe an older version of him um, for the... Uh, for the ornate display sort of thing kind of like when he's retired and he's just doing you know like display kind of uh what they you know when they do like shows and stuff you know for for you know parades and shiz <laughs> uh, martial arts extravaganzas and stuff like that that i you know that's where i could see him kind of like you know uh, retiring from joe and wearing that gear and with the old head and everything anyway that's my idea for Budo, and the narrative around it isn't about retire. Isn't it's not a retirement narrative. 
uh, it would be linked with Arashikagi and it would be linked with um, maybe an uh, again going into like PulseCon further down the road. So as Justin kind of mentioned, connecting the two like Chuckles and and the Crimson Strike team, you could then start incorporating some bad guys into the fray. And I'm thinking um, this probably should have come up earlier, but Night Creepers and maybe the Night Creeper leader and something mm. in Japan kicking off. And, uh, and and almost like a special missions where Budo is brought in to investigate a new high tech uh, ninja team that have been taking over Japan, and he has to go in to investigate. And he go and one of those one of the scenes would be um, in his place in Japan. He's got his nice ornate uh, display in the corner. You know, like that's that's how I'm seeing it. And obviously, his regular Budo version is the one that's going in to do this uh, investigation. That is everything what do you guys think uh, i love i mean budo is one of those characters that um you know i can usually find a place for almost anybody budo i struggle with a little bit for the same reason you do is that he doesn't he's kind of you know a branch of that rush sort of clan but he isn't really um he's a lot different um but i he's always been a very dramatic looking figure very nicely stylized um and i think the way you're treating him is really great because for the same reason as fast draw is kind of shoehorned in or pigeonholed in with his gear and stuff like that budu is kind of too but the ability to kind of strip him down a little bit and, and make him a little bit more um customizable and be able to fit into other areas i think is great um one of my favorite Joe comic issues it was in the 80s somewhere and it features i think were peter and lightfoot and budo but they're um training. they're not in there yeah they're training yeah. yeah um so they're not um they've, but got, it's, it's, they've got their t-shirts with their names yeah, on like this one. Say, yeah. exactly yeah um <laughs> so yeah they're not always like fully kitted out in their gear um although i think he does wear it at some point in that but um but it's it's just interesting you know the idea of Special Forces Commandos wearing samurai armor, and it's kind of funky, but, it, you know, that's what G.I. Joe's always been about. So, yeah. um, you know, I think it works, you know. So I, I really, and I absolutely love tying him into the Night Creepers. The Night Creepers are one of my favorite branch of Cobras um, that I think don't get enough love and attention because, um, I don't know why, but probably because they're purple and came out in the 90s. But um, they're still really fun. They're great figures, and I really, uh, I would love to see them do some kind of crossover thing between Budo and, and the Night Creepers. I think it makes a lot of logical sense um i yeah i just i think night because night creepers have really not been given any uh classified love yet but we have yeah. had them in the kids like six yeah, inch line, snake eyes snake movie line, movie line yeah. yeah so maybe you know around the corner at some point i i have we've got range viper already i have no doubt that eventually we'll see the night creepers i mean they played a pretty significant role in the marvel comics during their time so well, i think it's a certainty i'm not going to go into detail about what my PulseCon exclusive is because guess what guys we're going to be doing that next month. <laughs> so we've got to come up with our PulseCon exclusives. And yes, we can tie them to our SDCC exclusives, of course. But I'm, I'm thinking there's some, there's some good stuff that we can get into on that, on that episode separately. Uh, Pat, what do you think? Are you, a, are you a Budo fan in this scenario? Yes. I, I like all the martial arts G.I. Joe stuff. That's, that's some of the stuff that I've, I've loved the, like, the most as I was getting back into it. Obviously, you know, Snake Eyes really got me deep into gi joe in 89 and sexy uh, i i started hunting for a budo immediately uh i like what you were saying about the sword uh just treating the hilt as red rather than an entire red blade i do think that the fun school one in in that respect was a little bit superior in the vintage figures because they swapped the colors of the swords 
it always looked to me like the other sword should have been the red one. Yeah, because it's in a sheath and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. big time. Yeah, yeah. But um, I think that would be nice, wouldn't it? If you keep if you keep the same red throughout, like on the, on the modern body, on the handles yeah. of the swords, on the sheaths of the swords, then everything is covered. Like you're covering the homages in every direction, in a sense, aren't you? Yeah, and uh, like you were saying, also with the Ninja Commandos reference uh, uh, being a possibility of the way that you could maybe kit it out that it would look a little bit like that. He has some red, and yeah, the Ninja Commandos. Budo, the, the colors of it are are black and a color that doesn't quite match that mail-in. Yeah. But when you do modern figures, they always adjust the, the Pantone color a little bit. Yeah. And there's enough wiggle room there that you could make a modern figure that would represent both. I think it's nice as well the fact you get you get all the homage in there. You get that teal color, which is the important one, but it's yeah. hidden when he puts all the red on. So you're not getting like a clash or a weird thing happening, like a like a Transformers collaborative thing where some of Megatron is black and yeah. some of Bumblebee is green. Do you know what I mean? Like you're getting the full modern kind of figure if you want that. Obviously, it would be like really about being ornate and really about being like just, you know, a show piece. But the the the, the actual figure that's going to do the actual, you know, the, the hard work is going to be the one without all that gear. But you do him as that that deco and you've got the main line to do a, a regular Budo in the you know in the future and I, I just think that that works in my head yeah i think that works really well you know it, it's it's planning to make sure that people who walk in and only do retail are going to get the budo that is most familiar to them but then you're making an exclusive that is well worth buying because it comes with all this stuff i really like the idea of the rack of of uh gear because even where this retaliation budo that you're talking about the modern one came out uh, I was looking at, I don't know what it was. I think that there were some gashapons or something that were roughly four inches that had uh, samurai suits of armor that were just on a rack. Nice. So the other thing that I'm kind of thinking about in regards to this is maybe he should have some shin armor, like something for his lower legs. Yeah, I did mention that on the when I was talking about it. I said you could have like the shin guards would be red on the lower legs. Okay. So that okay. the, yeah, the I wasn't sure if those were removable or not, though. Because... Well, I was thinking because it's on the deco of the figure, more or less, you could do it so that you had the arms with as red and the lower uh, shin guards as red, and the red on the helmet. Uh, additionally, you tie it all together with the teal and the black, and you don't have to have extra pieces. If you know what I mean, like the arms don't have to have extra pieces, the shin yeah. guards don't have to be extra. Everything would work as you know visually if you know what i mean yeah it's just when i see that build usually of a samurai armor it includes the legs out in front like the the shin armor in front so that's what i was picturing in my head but if that's not the plan it's not the plan well it was costed out i couldn't it wasn't up to me i ran it by emily she said we're gonna have to cut this this and that you know you know how it is um Lols. Pat, Pat is like giving you some shade about your design choices. He hates me. He hates me. Yeah, no, I'm, no I've, he, he hates me. Right. Um, that's the end of that. Well, for, I love that. I was a re. I really enjoyed that a lot. That was one of my favourite ones we've done so far, where we've gone like into all the details of everything. I bloody love it. I don't think I, I described the box though, but effectively it would be an ornate samurai Japanese and infusion style thing where. You, you know, you'd open the, the front and you'd see everything displayed in this ornate, elaborate way. Uh, the figure might even be 
underneath all the gear um just think just keeping it simple or you could have them separated so the ornate element is on the right hand side you know in on its stand and everything uh, with all the weapons and the uh, other figures on the other side so that that would be how i would go about it uh very japanese very um you know kind of i'm thinking like also modern uh like infusion with the neon signs and the cityscape and stuff like that something really cool like that uh, would be nice but anyway maybe his apartment maybe his apartment so you can actually have the display like like in the corner kind of on yeah anyway um but that's that's that we've got to move on because we've got more to talk about um let us know in the comments who you would like to see in the sdcc exclusive department and let us know all the details that we've let you know all of our details we'd love to hear about it guys um anyway next up we have a bit of version therapy have you tried hoarder yet no well you need to if you have a collection of things and want to create a fun and easy way of organizing it and of course showing it off then get involved you can post items and build collections and you can drop a status like getting a fun delivery or seeing some awesome related stuff on your travels build your collections with hoarder the app is free to download on google play and the app store so what are you waiting for get to hoarding right continuing with our regular monthly segment now version therapy which is where we choose a single gi joe or cobra character and have a discussion on what action figure version is their best now of course we are all probably going to have different opinions on this based on where we were born personal experience and so on but that's where the fun lies feel free to let us know who your favorite action figure version is and why in the comments below as well so who have we got next well, last month we looked at Stalker, based on his numerous international appearances as different characters, so this month, and with an eye on SDCC, who better to discuss with this presenter's massive ego than Tripwire? Uh, yes, let's get into this one. Justin, we'll start with you, buddy. Tripwire, favourite version, um, and yeah, I'm not, no pressure. <laughs> now, you said this, you know, our, our opinions of this may change depending on where we were born, and, and I... I have to say, I wasn't born in India, so my choice of fun school tripwire uh, might come out of left field a little bit. But um, but that is who I am choosing is the fun school iteration of tripwire. Uh, tripwire, um, as I'll be honest, not never been one of my favorite figures. And you know, based on the news out of STCC, I hate him even more just because he comes with you as a robot. But son of a <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, no, the classified version of tripwire is actually blows me away. It's probably realistically it's probably my, one of my favorite versions of the figure that we've ever seen but i don't have it in hand yet so i, I wasn't going to make that choice at this point i might um, i might make that choice i wouldn't blame <laughs> you if you did that might be another reason why i didn't choose it um but to me the fun school version just it has such fun with the idea you know the purple uniform bomb squad written in big letters on his orange chest i mean it was Brilliant. just it was almost comical and since tripwire isn't a figure i've got a lot of attachment to seeing him portrayed in this way um just brought me a little bit more joy and that's kind of where why i chose why i made that choice because um just it's it's a little silly a little outlandish but i think uh, it works and it's fun and and really you know GI Joe is toys and it should be fun so uh, that's kind of why I went with Fun School. I used to get Fun School and Listen and Fun mixed up so much uh, <laughs> and not because they look I mean they're they're completely different but right but it's that I I don't think at the time I was really paying much attention I remember seeing one of them and then seeing the other later on and not realizing there was a difference and just thinking oh yeah there's that crazy color 
um, tripwire kind of thing. And then it's not until later on that I'm like, oh yeah, that's Bomb Squad and the Fun School yeah. one. And then the Listen and Fun one is just all that that crazy orange. bright orange and yeah. yeah. And yeah, so uh, I, I feel like they both need to be shouted out though because they're both bonkers. But the, the, w- the Fun School one, yeah, edges it for the Bomb Squad thing, man, for me. And I will say, the one thing that I actually really love about Tripwire and full credit, as always, to Larry Hama is the file card, how he's like totally a klutz and clumsy and, and can barely walk straight except when he's dealing with explosives and then he's like pre- precise and right on. That's such an interesting little twist to what is kind of sort of a vanilla character in my mind, not one that I've ever really had a lot of attachment to, but that little key piece on his file card really brings the character to life in, in a very cool way. I remember seeing in a comic in recent years they utilized Tripwire, but they were doing like, you know, it was like the kind of, they were infiltrating some sort of camp or something well some sort of cobra base or whatever and it was just a regular he was just in regular gear with a with a rifle and it just took so much out of him completely not being yeah that's not who he is more interesting and more you know even the helmet would have been cool to kind of you know do that but yeah that that was something that 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 kind of made me think yeah they're just kind of using a name there more than anything else but yeah. um yeah you, the, the, i seem to remember that i don't remember where that came from that was something that idw did sometimes yeah. with the chuck dixon gi joe story was they just kind of threw the joes in regular camouflage and used their names but they're all new characters anyway they didn't really have the personality so you kind of started to well you know is this gi joe or is this just generic military book with code names that happen to match gi joe code names but yeah but good shout mate uh pat are you a fan of uh the bomb squad uh, yeah, that's a definitely a, a fun figure, and I was going fun to... school. It's a fun school figure, mate. Right. I was going to feel... not listen and fun. Fun school. Listen and fun school figure. <laughs> listen yeah. and fun school. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was going to feel a little weird if it didn't get a mention here because it's so far out there and an interesting look to it. I kind of wonder, you know, if we do get a crazier version of Tripwire at some point, like in from the classified figure like would they do the the listen and fun one or or would they do the fun school one i think they do a, a an amalgamation of of kind of like a, a bit of both maybe like like you say subdue the colors a little bit stick bomb squad on him and you kind of you know you get a bit of both maybe how that would look orange and purple i think that would work i, I mean maybe you could go with with the listen and fun as the base and then you add the purple and it has bomb squad on it and then that works both. yeah there you go um, I'm, uh, I'm actually, there's one thing that you've mentioned there. I think what we would see in Classified, very likely in actual fact, is a Tiger Force version of this yeah, figure. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. that's a version that I think a lot of people would have been like, oh, I'm surprised you didn't go with that. Um, we'll get to mine in a bit. But yeah, go on, Pat. Sorry, I just wanted to throw that out there while I was thinking about it. No, I, I think that this is a fun choice. Uh, I think that a lot of people would see it as being a very different addition to their shelf. So I, I'm, I'm going to say yes. I like it. Brilliant. Two yeses there, Justin. But then how could you go wrong with Fun School? They are literally <laughs> the world leaders for deco and design uh, when it comes to action figures. Um, and I will have no part of any argument about that. That is fact. Uh, and fact there's all the lead in the plain paint, which is only the cherry on top of the exactly. sundae. You know? Especially you, if you eat it like a cherry. Yeah, just lick your fingers and yeah, off to the races. <laughs> Literal races. <laughs> um, Pat, what about you, mate? What's your favorite trippers? Trippo. Well, uh, I'm looking at all of the options that I have. One of the things that always frustrated me, like the 25th figure was fine. I liked it. 
but I was a little frustrated that he didn't have a removable helmet for a modern mm -hmm. figure. And then I was further frustrated by the fact that I always thought that his his chest should have been using the the smooth version of it rather than the flash that was kind of etched. Yep. And they came out with him for a second time, and it was exactly the same. Uh, so though that kind of just disqualifies the, any of the 25th or later ones yeah. for me. So looking at the ones prior to that, uh, I really was going to go with version one. And then I remembered whenever I got in, in 1989, whenever I got out all my old Joes and I was showing them to my younger brother, I can remember pulling Tripwire out and his crotch breaking. Oh. Not, only did it, not only did it break, but the shard of it flew right at me and hit me in the leg and kind of stung a little bit. <laughs> So I was both sad and in actual pain a little bit. So that ironic that the guy who's supposed to defuse explosives <laughs> exploded on you. Yeah. Kitty said. Uh, yeah, so amazing. I'm a little bit sad at the fact that my original tripwire did that. And I thought that they did a nice job of giving us a tripwire that would be less prone to breakage, particularly in the thumbs, mm. whenever released the the real american hero one that had the he's overall a, a darker uh darker green and he had kind of like black armor on him rather than gray yeah an excellent figure and so i chose that one yeah it's a good shout actually uh you kind of like it's, yeah i know notice with a lot of these pat you'll often go with i was going to go with version one but went with an improved version of version one that kind of yeah. came out like that that's come up a few times i think in our uh, version therapies so. and i do i get i get it i get the appeal of that big time um i would also say that it's funny with the with that version of tripwire i'm with you there's, there's the character outweighs the figure in a, in some ways for me like the character's really interesting loads of fun in the file card the artwork on is phenomenal on the card art as well the whole the classic you know like arm up thing like like they stop in them and also, like looking, for, yeah, brilliant, Fant really cool. And then the features on the figure are cool, like the the removable mines and the backpack and the little the 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 connectable um, mine detector. Brilliant stuff. But the figure itself is so soft in its in its details, way mm -hmm. more so than any other figure in the line, in my opinion. Like you look at all the figures in the vintage line, and Tripwire stands out as being the softest sculpt, the fact that the helmet melts into his face, almost. it's like such a weird, soft kind of vibe. Yeah, like, I used to love reading about him in the comics, used to love him in the cartoon, used to, like, love the idea of the figure, of the character, but the figure never really quite ticked the box vintage for me. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Uh, I, 100%. And, you know, it's it, looking at that figure and the fact that the helmet's not removable is just frustrating. And then even if you look at the details, like his mouth and nose, it is, like you said, it's very soft. <laughs> it's it's not... like ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally just an ice cream face. Uh, he should be ice cream soldier, shouldn't he? Um, anyway, yeah, good shout, though. I think that was a good one. What about you, Justin? You were a fan of the, is it 2001, I think it is, isn't it? I think it's, yeah, 2000, 2001, somewhere in that neighborhood. Yeah, it's it's those real American Hero two packs and did he, one. Yeah. did he come with Gung Ho? Is that who he came with? I can't no, maybe not Gung Ho. He came with I don't remember who he came with, but um, Big Brawler or one one of those weird two thousand one figures. But um, yeah, it was Big Brawler. It Big was. Brawler. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I like that one a lot uh, for a lot of the same reasons. It retained sort of the vintage look, but with he was a little bit more durable. He's a little bit darker. Um, he did does look out of place. I agree. His that might be part of why the figure has never really appealed to me because even compared to his contemporaries, he he does look a little bit soft and undetailed and just not very exciting. You know, he's just kind of there. Mm. Um, and then in two thousand one, you know with all these other you know repaints of future figures that are bulkier and more detailed in the sculpt he, he looks out of place there too so um but but yeah i mean i think for a version of tripwire uh, that 2001 version is is probably about as best as you get domestically yeah definitely um i'm should i just go and say should i just go ahead and say mine just get it out of the way i mean it's obvious in it pretty much nobody yeah, yeah everybody it's... knows who you're going with <laughs> Yeah, really said, said with such venom there, Justin. He's like, everyone knows, mate. You f- um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to shock you. I'm going to shock you a little bit. It's Tiger Force Tripwire. No, I'm kidding. Um, but Tiger Force Tripwire, I just want to quickly talk about that because that would have been my favourite in this chat had we not received this m- a mental classified Tripwire very recently at SDCC. So, rewind. I even though I just said all that stuff about him being soft and not very good and all that kind of stuff, can I tell you how excited I was to find Tripwire Tiger Force in the States on card and being like, when I was a kid, and just being like, yes, I've got a Tripwire figure. Like, I was so excited about that. No matter what the figure does visually or whatever, doesn't really look as good as it should do, I was so excited and happy to get that figure. And that's why it's so... It was oddly quite a close one for me like I really loved that because of the nostalgia about it um and so but because of, because of all the other things I said about that figure it can't really be my favorite especially with the new classified version which is just phenomenal like they have redefined what a 34.99 price point figure should be and that is what it should be like if they're going to do deluxe figures Kamakura doesn't quite cover that kind of same thing that if you put the two next to each other tripwire does have more things so i would i would say that they have got that balance right if that's where they're going with this going forward snow serpent as well same amount you know like a, a decent amount of gear that's what you're looking for when you're paying a little bit more for these figures and with tripwire wow just the head sculpt perfect the, the extra massive helmet and body, perfect. The other secondary, then the other helmet, and the other... It's just like, there's so much stuff with this guy. And on top of that, you get the updated mind detector. You get the cutest little bomb-detecting rat I've ever seen in my life, called Apsara, which I thought was a lovely addition. And so, you know, more, more animals, the better. I will have characters that have never had animal companions have animal <laughs> companions please and thank you so uh, the fact they threw in the rat as well chef's kiss but the biggest part of this whole thing (laughs) is the little pistol he comes no i'm kidding um no definitely for me i was absolutely genuinely blown away that they decided to use mcleod as an acronym for the cool ass Bomb disposal robot. I know we've been building up to this. I know this is very self-serving. I apologize in advance. 
but I gotta say it. I've gotta. I've, I have to let this out. I have to vent this out. This is the coolest thing that has ever happened to me. Sorry, Kate. <laughs> Sorry, Kate. Sorry, Steve. Uh, this, is a, it's a close second, but yeah. Not even. No, I'm kidding. You know, like it. It was just what. Like, and I know, like Justin, I know you've been immortalized in the GI Joe universe. Uh, Pat, have you been immortalized in the GI Joe universe? I want to say you have. Uh, uh, I want to say that the name Patrick Stewart does not identify any known living person. <laughs> Except it does. A co- couple of them, actually. Yeah. So, no, I've never been immortalized in the G.I. Joe universe. So you're next, basically, is what we're saying. Yeah. Um, Justin, obviously, you've had a head sculpt. Do you have to talk about that? What's that? You, are you allowed Am to I allowed talk? To... Yeah, because we always joke about it being like we're very, like, we're very secretive about it. But are you allowed to actually discuss that? Um... I would. Th- I mean, it's years ago, and the collectors' club isn't around anymore, so I don't think anybody would give me a hard time. Go for but, it. Tell, yell it from yeah, the rooftops. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the designers working on, you know, helping out the collectors' club with uh, their figures back in the day um, is a close friend of mine, and and did me the favor of uh, asking for a couple of photographs so he could design a head sculpt for uh, for Dojo uh, from the Jojo Collectors Club, which interestingly was kind of sculpted in a way to also work as the headman only the headman never ended up coming out so it's just kind of a, a funky Good. looking dojo figure but uh i would say yeah, that, i mean that, i would say that you didn't really want to be a drug dealer did you you don't want to be immortalized as a drug dealer i don't care whatever <laughs> as long as i'm immortalized um no i mean but yeah it, it's it's always an honor and a privilege and and um you know something that uh that really meant a lot to me and still does you know I, i've got um dojo is sitting right up on actually he's right up on my display shelf here you know i've got him close by Aww. so i mean you can kind of see the resemblance but um you but can yeah, as that, well that, like it's it's so you as well like it's that but you know <laughs> sometimes it'll be like you see like a hasbro employee got immortalized back in the day and you're like it looks nothing like them but then you get your figure and you're like yeah that's just just in 100 percent. it's so yeah. good so yeah no it, it's very cool and it's very much a privilege and and yeah it's uh, um any of the crap that i give you is just uh just me being me because uh you know the minute i saw that i knew for uh, right off i'm like oh man that's that's all chris and it's all it's well deserved I it's mean, a good likeness you spend yeah it is a good likeness you know especially that that big robot arm <laughs> what are you saying out of its forehead <laughs> yeah especially that thing that's the size of oh wait where am i going with this um i was thinking more of the rat i think it's your pet rat is really what the uh the sorry, yeah. is. I, um, like i've got like a couple of things to clarify here like uh, when it came when it went live i wasn't aware i wasn't told um that they were going to do anything like that but i have been i have been told in you know not in confidence but they've told me outright that i it's a nod in my direction now yeah. that it, you know obviously they it's one of those things where i don't think they can re- they don't really tend to you know broadcast that necessarily yeah um but they'll start getting everybody asking well when's my turn yeah when's my figure coming out yeah um so i think obviously changing the the spelling and all that kind of stuff but it's it's a nice little nod in my direction and i thought that was freaking amazing seeing mcleod on like emails coming through as well like they they go all out by putting the whole title in every single thing like every email i saw had mcleod written on it every like on the pulse page itself when you go to you know order it, it's like the whole title is there and it's just that's so crazy um was it mobile armored control lever 
for explosive you better have that disposal. committed to memory man i right? should I'm very know disappointed it. in you i should I mean, know it, shouldn't I? something like that but it's amazing and yeah, i is. um and also the um the brand writers reached out to me as well to uh to kind of say hi and, and also uh thanks for what we do on the show and everything so amazing stuff thank you so much and wow so it couldn't be anything other than this but i mean look at this figure man like take that mcleod out of it right not the robot but the name out of it this would still be my favorite tripwire of all time the fact that no they've, hesitation they've literally made us a beautiful update to the original vintage style and thrown in this modern thing which is just mind-blowing pat what well, i know you want to say something here buddy I was going to say, all they really needed to do, clearly, to make me happy was make the helmet removable. <laughs> Mission accomplished. They're like, oh, well, I guess I didn't need to do all this other stuff. <laughs> didn't need uh, to name the robot's okay. stupid name. They could have just... And I think that in a previous episode, we were talking about animal companions. And one of us brought up the fact that the increase in scale can mean a decrease in the size of real-world animal that would be appropriate to pack in. I know that the, we may have mentioned the desert scorpion, scorpion being too large originally. Yeah. But I think that we did maybe even mention a rat or a ferret or something like that. Yeah. Uh, being able to be included. And so I think that if you are tasked with making a six inch tripwire, how do you make that interesting? Cause it would have been very easy to just upscale the design make the helmet removable, yep. release it at retail and have everybody go, okay, I'll buy, here's my 25 bucks, I'll buy them. <laughs> but to make it actually into something that feels a little bit like an event and gives it that extra oomph that actually adds a lot to the history of the character is where I want to see the six inch line going. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. And the, the classified tripwire does so much right that just makes it kind of head and shoulders above um, not just other tripwire figures, but other versions of the classified, you know, other classified figures. I mean, there's just yeah. so much the fact that you can make it vintage accurate, but also make it modern. I mean, that's stuff that we've all been asking for with a classified line for a long time. Um, you know, the fact that, yeah, it's, it's, you know, you can not just swap gear, but you can remove gear to make them a little bit toned down. One thing that I actually really love about this figure is it reminds me a lot of, of Cops. There's a character in Cops called, I think it's Powder Keg, um, yeah. who's an explosives expert, and he's got all this layers of armor that you can peel off. Um, I got that kind of vibe from him, or Long Arm. In long the Arm, line. yeah, you know, yeah. I could even repurpose some of this for Long Arm. So there's a lot of... Um, this is a, And the, the inclusion of the rat, I mean... That's that's brilliant. You know, everybody that I saw responding to that on social media is like, what is up with the rat? That makes no sense. You know, you do a little Google search, and you find out, oh, there really are mind detecting rats. I mean, that's where this came from. And that was something that I always loved about the G.I. Joe line back in the day is I always felt like I was learning stuff from the G.I. Joe brand. Yeah. You know, the way Larry Hama wrote the file cards. I was learning how, you know, elements of the military worked, yep. you know, through through that veil, through that lens. Um, and I feel like I learned something at SDCC with this the inclusion of the rat, which makes me seem like a small thing, but um, but it's it's just cool. It's really cool how they're how they kind of put this figure together. 
I'm a little worried they're setting a precedent for themselves that they might struggle with because from now on, every single $34.99 figure they do is going to be compared to this. And everybody's going to say, well, Tripwire came with all this. This figure just comes with, with this. You know, what's up with that? But I think I they think can maintain the, this going forward. I think the days are gone that we'll see the, like, you know, I, I use Kamakuro. I love that figure, by the way. I think yeah. Kamakuro is a beautiful figure. Great figure. But the, the loadout is not worthy of that particular price point. Now, right. the um, Snow Serpent, 100%. And that was Snow like, you look at that, too. and you, yeah, Snow Job as well. Um, you, those kind of figures, that's what I expect. Tripwire has definitely stretched as much as it can to, to that end. But I, I feel like we're in that 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 range. We're going to be yeah. in that range, Viper, between <laughs> between like Snowjob and, and Tripwire is where I think we're going to be. But yeah, I, I agree with you. I think they have they're going to everything is going to be yeah. It's always there's always going to be that that vocal element of the fan fan base that are like we know we need more and we need all the same level of things that Tripwire yeah. came with. But it's uh, you know it's whatever makes sense for the character. I think a lot yeah, of the time, and this exactly. just makes sense, doesn't it? And it's yeah. phenomenal. And they didn't have to throw all that stuff in. The bloody—they didn't have to add a rat. It's crazy. Yeah, crazy. I mean, I'm I'm looking at a picture. That's why I keep on looking over here, is because I've got a picture <laughs> on my second monitor over here of all the different gear he comes with. And yeah, I mean, sure, the mine detector, the hose, the backpack with the removable mines. You know, even if he had just come with that stuff and the ability to remove some of that gear, even without like the bomb disposal helmet and collar and second pad. That would feel like a decent complement yeah. of accessories, yeah. but the fact they just went all out with all this stuff—it's—it's it's really impressive. I can see them doing a Tiger Force version of this and stripping sure. it down to just the yeah. basic version. Yeah, um, I, the more vintage gear. Yeah, yeah, that's what I—I I would expect them to do in in terms of that, because I mean that you can—it's almost inevitable with with Tiger Force now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, I think we've said enough on this one um again massive thank you to the jojo brand team for that amazing i'm never gonna get over that game over life ach life achievement achieved achievement unlocked whatever um it's important it's not it's not important but what is important is we want to hear from you guys comment in the comment things below below let us know who your favorite version of tripwire is and why it's uh listen and fun school um <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys it's been another absolute stonking episode where we've got into some stuff that we've probably gone over time with again but we do have a little extra for you following this as well so don't worry it will be a little bit more sdcc talk for you guys thank you so much for jumping on it's been an absolute pleasure as always pleasure's ours at least it's mine i can't speak for pat but yes thanks again it's always fun it's, it's always fun school it's always listen and fun school right there you go that's the new catchphrase i think uh, anyway, that brings us to the end of the episode. Thank you for joining us for the Full Force Monthly. Massive thank you to my awesome co-hosts, Patrick Stewart and Justin Bell. These names are not... What, what is it, Pat? No known affiliation? Or, I can't remember the, the term. The, the name use. Patrick Stewart does not identify any known living person. Thank you very much. Neither does Justin Bell, right? Exactly. <laughs> See you next month. And as always, after three, one... Two, three, four, oh, four. Amazing stuff.
Make sure you get involved with the discussion by liking, sharing and commenting on these videos and as always you can keep up with the show after listening by following on Twitter at The Full Force, liking the Facebook page facebook.com forward slash The Full Force and if you would like to contact the show you can message us on either of those platforms with feedback and questions. We also have a Patreon page so if you want to show your support for the show, see your name up in lights on these videos or enjoy exclusive bonus content then check out patreon.com forward slash the full force podcast or click on the link on any of the posts this podcast appears in full force